0: Welcome to Own the Microphone. Join me, Bridget McGowan, an award-winning international professional speaker and owner of the independent publishing company, BMAC Talks Press. Hello everybody, Bridget McGowan here, and welcome to today's episode of Own the Microphone. And I have a really special guest with me today. Her name is Bianca Chandler. I met her many years ago. And she said, what? You're a speaker? I'm a speaker. We need to become friends. That's just essentially what it boiled down to. I think that was in May of 2018 out in Memphis, Tennessee, where she was attending my cousin's graduation, her classmate and friend's graduation from optometry school. Okay, now that I've blurted all of that out, I am going to turn over the microphone to Bianca. Bianca, welcome to the show.
1: I am so honored to be here. Um, I absolutely love everything that you do and this just excites me. I'm super, Ooh, I'm excited.
0: And given how long we've known each other and the fact that we both know that you're a speaker, I'm a speaker, I should have had you on the show a long time ago, but you are incredibly busy and we'll talk about Mm -hmm. a lot of the projects you have going on. I'm busy. Life just happens. So One of the first things you told me when we got on the line was you are now (laughs) the lead singer
1: of Mm -hmm. a band. I am that. Yeah, that happened about uh, about a month ago. I'm the lead singer of a band and our first gig is coming up. And that's insane to me because what is life? How?
0: And, and listeners i'm bringing this into the conversation because it really is connected to speaking mm-hmm. so how did that even happen bianca
1: okay so what happened is i was on a panel of uh, for young entrepreneurs academy and i was a guest speaker for that evening sharing about my experience and being a speaker and in running my own business being um 30 years old and leading three different businesses. So I sat on the panel for that. And as I'm getting mic'd, um, the sound guy asked me, how comfortable am I with a microphone? And I was like, hey, you have no idea. I <laughs> I'm 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 very familiar with mic packs. So I'm familiar with what's about to happen here. I sing at church and he goes, Oh, you sing at church. I said, yes. And he said, uh, and you speak. I said, yes. So we started this whole conversation around how their lead singer moved to Denver, Colorado, and they had no clue what they were going to do. And he said, you know, we should get together and talk about it. I'm a talker. I said, sure. Let's get together and talk about it. Next thing I know, I get a phone call. That's like, we've been down your Facebook and heard you speak, heard you sing. And we think you'd be great for the band. Um, You want to come through for a band practice? And I said, sure. And the rest is history.
0: (laughs) I love it. Now, what does this have to do with speaking? You never know when there's going to be an opportunity for you to shine Mm -hmm. in an area Mm -hmm. that is at the center of your wheel or is in your wheelhouse i'm reminded of an anchor in the houston texas market i believe it was for either the wb or the fox network out there okay he's a his name is jose and he was working in the studio one morning the anchor didn't show up or was late or something. And so, and I'm paraphrasing this story and I heard this story a billion years ago. And I mean, he just showed up for work, right? To work the camera or whatever it was he was doing. And so they said, Hey, Jose, you're on. I mean, there's probably more to it, uh-huh. but part of it is Things lining up where you're mm-hmm. in the right place at the right time, but then being open to conversations yes. and letting people know where you shine and how mm-hmm. that plays into speaking is if you are an expert in your area, let people know.
1: Yes. You so have you can to. to the mic. You have to, and and being able to do it in a natural way that's just enough. And I learned this uh, from you in another conversation that we had about uh, never per se asking someone to be your client as much as informing them of what you do, and they'll circle back when they need it. Yes, very much so. It's just like, let me drop this nugget thinking it's casual conversation. um, And whoa, the opportunity that has been created from it is is laughable, but in all of the best ways.
0: You're, what you're saying reminds me so much of what Quinn Conyers says. She is a fellow speaker and she's just done all kinds of phenomenal work. She is a brilliant MC. I could go on and on. She's mm-hmm. been a guest on the show as well. And she has a wonderful gift of using alliteration all the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. And she talks about turning conversations into currency. Ooh. And everybody, I want you to know, uh, currency isn't just money. It is anything that will benefit you, your business, that will grow your business, that will lead to other opportunities. Yeah. So you made me think about Quinn, who is just amazing.
1: Yeah, I don't know if the mics picked up my snaps, but that was a word. Turn conversations into <laughs> currency. Where are the coins? Yes, I love it. <laughs>
0: Bianca Chandler lives with the goal of helping people improve themselves, their lives, and the world around them. She is an enthusiastic speaker, life coach, and two-time author who is dedicated to serving others. She works to help others discover their gifts and how to best utilize them. In addition to her work helping people improve their personal and professional lives, Bianca is invested in helping people build their spiritual lives. She is a licensed evangelist the founder and leader of Lego Faith, an in-depth online Bible study. She's also the founder of Ahead Women's Ministry, which is focused on healing, freeing, enhancing, and pushing women of all ages, all colors, and all experiences forward in Christ. Now, you may not know this, Bianca, but you and I have a similar start to our speaking lives. Mm -hmm. I got my start speaking in the church now. What? No, I don't need you envisioning the pulpit or anything <laughs> like that. Now, you know better than that. You you know me better than that now. I was a church school secretary. Okay. okay, okay. <laughs> I would do my little reports. <laughs> Listeners who tune in regularly, they probably heard this before. I would get up. I was so proud. Probably, I was probably between the ages of 10 and 10. I think I started maybe around the age of 10 or so being okay. the church school secretary until I graduated high school, I'm pretty sure. Then I went off to college, and I don't know who took the helm. I have no idea. It was a really small church, so Mm -hmm. no kind of formal passing of the baton or anything like that happened. At any rate, that's where I got started, if you will, Mm -hmm. and I loved it. I loved getting up and reporting on what was the Sunday school lesson for the day, and what scripture we had, and how many were in attendance, and what the collection was for the day. So yeah. Oh, you
1: ran the full reports. I love it. Uh Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Totally. When did you learn about your passion for speaking?
1: Um, So, as you said, uh, I did begin in the church as well, uh, but I remember the day that I learned being a professional speaker was a thing, like separate from church, separate from ministry, that you could be a professional speaker. Uh, I was very engaged in clubs and organizations throughout school, and in high school, I was a part of this association called uh, Students Against Destructive Decisions. It's like the Uh, academic spinoff of Mad Mothers Against Drunk Drivers or drivers, something of that nature. So we're at this uh, statewide convention and um this guy comes out they do the introduction of him and he's our keynote speaker and from the first moment the music is amazing he comes out he has uh the clicker and the slideshow he guides us through different dances and he's speaking and it's just the most engaging thing ever and the entire time i cannot tell you anything about what he talked about i have no clue what the keynote was. I have no clue. And I know someone may be listening to this and saying, well, he was not impactful because I didn't leave with the message. No, 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 no. He impacted me in a whole entirely different way. I said the production of this and the way I'm tuned in is insane. So no, I do not remember the message from 10th grade, but do I remember what a great speech looked like from beginning to end and realized, oh, this is a thing I can... Oh, you bet your bottom dollar. I figured it out after that. Oh, my goodness. I was so amazed by that experience. And that was the moment I became passionate about speaking as a career versus just something I saw exemplified before me all the time.
0: Wow, wow, wow. So would we say that great speaking is not so much about what you say or what you do, but maybe the feeling that you give your audience
1: yes and I think it comes down to simply even like the name of this podcast on the microphone right it's how you take advantage of the opportunity to stand before people it's the attitude the behavior the way that you engage them whether people are like auditory learners or have to learn by seeing the energy that you bring to the stage the commitment that you have to the message in which you are carrying to people make all the difference it's the um the opportunity of connection that truly makes an experience of speaking an amazing one. Um, It can be the most boring information ever, but if you show up in the fullness of you shining, like you said, and just um, really passionately delivering whatever that thing is so transformative.
0: Yeah, totally. What do you typically speak on? What do you do that transforms your audience's?
1: Um, A big portion of the speaking that I do comes down to identity, uh, everyone feeling comfortable in who they are and being able to show up in the same ways that we're talking about right now, 100% unapologetically. Uh, I do a lot of team leadership trainings, but from a different perspective. Uh, So rather than it just being your typical, everyone needs to work together. Do you know who you are, what you bring to the table, how you can best support your organization or your company? uh, Really empowering people as individuals that they feel comfortable in showing up as a part of a team. A lot of times people think that teamwork is not Uh, successful because everyone has an issue with someone else but truly what it is is great teams flourish when uh, a team acknowledges the fact that they are made up of a group of individuals Uh, so I do a lot of individual work in large group settings that every person feels as if they've been personally touched touched and connected with uh, that they leave the space ready to be a part of a community while also being a very bomb individual
0: Mm, be a very bomb individual and those are two separate things connected to a group of being an incredible individual but at the same time they're incredibly important for each other because in order for you to be great for a group you already have to be great as an individual.
1: Yes. And I always tell companies whenever we're booking or going for things, um, it's very common for people to say, these are the issues wrong in our organization, this, 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 this. Well, it sounds like you have a people problem. It's not actually a project problem. Your people don't feel empowered in who they are to bring that to the table. And if we can change that mindset uh, one group at a time, we're changing a whole lot of places and a whole lot of people
0: you're super enthusiastic about what you speak on, however, there are times when I come across speakers and you ask what do you speak on and they have reluctance or fear <laughs> I'm not really sure what it is how did you get to a point where you were just totally comfortable totally confident with talking about what you speak on I mean I remember meeting you and and you just immediately <laughs> We're losing energy, ready to tell me what you speak on.
1: How did you get there? Um, I will say I've been a talker my entire life. Um, And in being a talker, that may have meant uh, conduct cards going home, that may have meant... Um, Bianca, please just give me five minutes, five minutes of you not talking. Uh, but also, in addition to me being a talker, I'm also a passionate listener. I love to gather from people. I love to learn people's stories. I, learned to, um, I have learned to love the moment when a person crosses from you're a stranger to let me share a moment of vulnerability with you. In that, I found a common theme as I speak with people um, that the shift always comes down to when they make the decision that they trust you to have a conversation, it always comes down from them always wanting to be comfortable to do the same. So what I learned is everyone just wants to feel comfortable showing up wherever they are. So my passion for sharing what I do comes from my passion for people. I've learned people just want to be understood. People just want to be seen. People just want to uh, be able to show up, but no one teaches that. No one teaches it's okay for that to be something you desire. No one puts emphasis on um, you wanting are desiring that that nothing's wrong with that is actually natural and it's normal so I think a big part of my passion for being able to communicate that to people comes from the invisible cape that I wear of advocacy like let me advocate for all the people who just want to be seen and heard so as the person who does not mind being a talker or the blurter outer or the one who commands the space uh, when I do it I'm aware that I'm not doing it just for myself but for all of the conversations I had over the years, all the connections that I made, all the people that I've come across. That in this moment, if I can verbalize this for the hundreds of people who can't, I just push them forward.
0: Mm. So it's really less about the speaker mm-hmm. and more about everybody else. The impact that they can make if they just open their mouths.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> and if I can exemplify that, um that makes all the difference. I lead these uh, trainings on Mondays. They happen quarterly, uh, but I just wrapped up with a cohort uh, and it's specifically around leadership and breaking the myths of what leadership looks like um, and that you actually don't need to have all of these things. You just have to be willing to show up and develop what you do have. Um, The biggest takeaway from the cohort when we wrapped um, this past Monday was, so what have you gained? And everyone's takeaway was just, all I have to do is show up and speak. All I have to do is just show up and say something. All I have to do is be comfortable enough in who I am and my voice, and it makes the difference. And if I can continuously do that across the board, like, whoa, the, the things that changes. I think as speakers, that's the magic that we found out. We've discovered the potential of impact that solely rests within words and voice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's so- really big. That, yes.
0: Yeah. What did you say?
1: Um, we we have discovered the magic that our impact lies in in stringing together words, but most importantly, voice, right? I think too, um, uh, I'm an author, you're an author, you own a whole publishing company, like we understand the power of written words, but there's a whole different layer when you're also comfortable with putting voice behind it. It's no one can take that. It's, it's literally unsnatchable, you know?
0: <laughs> totally unsnatchable. We'll have to check Merriam-Webster to confirm <laughs> that that is in the dictionary. I love Isn't it. Whether it, is or not. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it is or not, we're using it. Yes. Now, Bianca, do you ever find yourself in a position with your presentations where you have a difficult audience member or there's some kind of challenge where it it could derail your presentation? Maybe there's a problem with technology or Mm -hmm. a slide isn't showing properly or I don't know, anything. Have you ever had any kind of a hiccup? Tell us about it and then tell
1: us what you did. Yes, um, I, huh, this happened last month, okay, OMG, um, I love slideshows for proving points if I have to do in-depth speaking engagements or teaching. Um, there's the presentations that are just the ones that you can flow through, and then there's the ones that if you're going to talk about concepts a little more deeply, it helps to have visuals for people to look at as well. Um, my presentation was bomb, beautiful. Everything was ready. My animations were on point. Every time I clicked thing, it was gonna do this and then that and then a backflip and then a, it was great. What I did not account for um, and actually created a whole new field on my booking form now um, is do you have a screen for the projector to shine on? Yes. So uh, while I had amazing visuals, uh, there was not a space. They told me, yes, they had a projector, but there was not a space for the projected images to be visible on. Um, So I had to take a moment to go through my presentation um, and decide what elements in this presentation visually would have better supported words that were gonna be spoken. Okay, now we don't have a visual. So it became a quick moment with myself of what needs to be added to this presentation that my uh, concept is still understood that people still uh, left feeling impacted. So what happened is, uh, and this, this is the beauty of being again, an effective speaker. The ability to pivot Makes all the difference. There will be times that you arrive at a place and what has been told to you is not there. What has been promised to you is not provided. Um, you've been told that it will be a certain amount of people and it's either more or less. And your ability to pivot makes all the difference. Again, own the microphone. How do you own the moment? So the decision became okay, now we're doing engagement. Um, I need four or five volunteers from the audience. Please come forward. We're going to act this out. Um, I'm going to do this. You're going to do this. Your ability to give instructions precisely um, and cleanly makes a big difference as well. Um, Is your audience able to support your pivot because you've communicated well? All of these things matter. Uh, So what was the issue? There was no screen to project. What was the solution? All right, folks, we have a moment now for five of you to engage with me. Who's going to be the brave people to come forward? Great, 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 great. Oh, I left exhausted, but super proud of myself.
0: (laughs) As you should be. And I love how you took that and used it as a teachable moment Mm -hmm. to ensure or to at least try to guard against it happening again. Mm -hmm. And that is so important, having that list of these are the expectations that I (laughs) have (laughs) as the speaker. Here's what I will come prepared to do and so on and so forth. I even have an email template that I send out to people about a week before I'm due to show up for an engagement. Mm -hmm. Beforehand, we've already clarified what's going to happen when it's going to happen so on and so forth right but then i send an email message saying you know hey i'm looking forward to xyz event i will land in xyz city at such and such day such and such time i will report to the venue and i spell out the address every single yes. little thing and i spell out that i'm going to get there at such and such time And then I go on to say, thank you for providing an LCD projector screen. I mean, it's just, I just do that Mm -hmm. regardless. And then the last line is something along the lines of, if any of this is incorrect, then please let me know within 48 hours. So then I can go schlep and Mm -hmm. buy an LCD. I don't know what I'm going to do, right?
1: (laughs) Right, right. And that's the thing too. Arrival time um, makes a big difference. Getting somewhere early enough to really be able to scope out the scene of uh, what you see. Because I cannot imagine what that would have looked like arriving right on. Like I, at least I had the moment to pause and make a plan. Um, so punctuality matters a lot too when it comes down to preparing for those things. I love too that you said that you have that template um, because it 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 makes all it makes all the difference. Uh, you and I were at a shared event. Or something and this much happened in the same way uh what was told to me that will be provided and when you arrive um and talk about the power of a pivot you guys we literally had to pivot the orientation of the entire room um <laughs> to make sure it happened it's it's You have to be ready. But Bianca
0: made it happen. But because I had emailed beforehand saying, hey, thanks for the LCD projector and the screen and everything. They finished a session, had a break, turned the whole room around. whole room. (laughs) To accommodate my presentation because the expectation was laid out there. In a few minutes, you'll have an opportunity to ask me a question. I want to follow up with you on something that you said that I thought was incredibly important. And I'm paraphrasing. But you threw out a rhetorical question that some was somewhere along the lines of what words will be better supported by a visual? Mm-hmm. PowerPoint design is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. And it's a huge thing for me. It's hard for me to get past watching a PowerPoint <laughs> deck in front of me that has a ton of words or
1: OMG. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And There are some instances where it would be so much more impactful if there was an image as Hmm. opposed to a bunch of words. Mm -hmm. Can you talk to us a little bit more about hallmarks of your PowerPoint designs? And I know a lot of times you don't even use a deck.
1: Oh, my goodness. Let me tell you. So in ministry, um, and a lot of times when it's opportunities for me to preach, um, I do not have a deck. But any opportunity I have to speak at an engagement or to teach, I'm going with the visuals. Uh, I have to. And I I did not know you were going to ask me this, but it is very dear to my heart and drives me. And I am a very, um, I am very particular when it comes to a slide deck oh my goodness, like I can go on and on about this, but I'll keep it brief. Um, you have to be... Mindful of all types of people that you have in your audience. We learn this in the classroom setting that some people learn uh, with visuals, some people learn by hearing, some people learn from uh, tangibly being able to touch things. As I do speaker coaching um, with some of the ladies who are coming up uh, through the organization that I work with, um, I've pushed them every time that any session you're putting together needs to have all of these components. It must. If you do not have these components, you have not reached every person in the room. Um, What makes you remembered is I reached each person in the room. If someone left not being impacted, that was because they were not in tune because what was put together made sure each person was to be reached. When it comes to a slide deck, staples for me, um, there has to be Something that sets the tone really early of what the goals are and what will be achieved by the end of the session that holds me accountable as a speaker and that also gives the audience. um, The way in which to prepare themselves of knowing the amount of information that needs to be covered, I also make sure on that same slide that I say there will be an opportunity for feedback and questions at the conclusion of this presentation uh, because. We can't do the hands bouncing up in the in the middle of. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Sometimes there's a space for that, but a lot of times not if I know the window of time that needs to be covered and what's gonna be covered. Another thing that you said, you cannot have too much information on a slide uh, because for your note takers in the room, they're now trying to copy down every single thing that you have up there word for word okay also too as a speaker that makes you more prone to read rather than to speak you cannot read to your people anything beyond a few phrases of what is there spend time before your presentation knowing what you need to speak about knowing what information you are trying to cross that is your responsibility as a speaker that you do not need to read from the presentation to still cover the information There needs to be imagery that is engaging. There needs to be um, imagery that can possibly uh, create a chuckle or a laugh. There needs to be something that your people are looking at. You heard me say animations too, but I'm not talking animations that the slide comes cartwheeling in. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. It is 2023 Uh, of the most animations that we're going with is of uh, phrases popping up one by one or something being underlined or attention coming to it. Um, slide Carnival is an amazing resource. Slide Carnival is an amazing resource for creating slide decks. Um, it will You have the option of choosing templates through either Canva, Google Slides, or traditionally Microsoft. Uh, but there are beautiful slide decks that you can completely manipulate, change things around, move it around. Best resource I've come across um, for presentations in Slide.
0: So tell me with Slide Carnival, I've never heard of it. How does it, uh, you know, one up, if you will, PowerPoint or Keynote?
1: Oh. Maybe like twelve up. Okay, let's talk <laughs> about it. So <laughs> templates are built in. Um, I love the efficiency of it as well. That there are different plugs where you can choose different uh, types of events, or colors, whatever it is that you're looking for. There is more than hundred like more than hundred templates for you to choose from. Once you do so, all of them are broken down with examples of how to best use the resource. The template may be 30 slides long, but it's covering things like your transition slides, your Introductory slide. Uh, there's templates made for graphs, research, stats. Uh, there's templates made to introduce team members. And all of these different slides are built into every single template. So you don't have to go pull from different places. Your theme is congruent all the way um, through. And there's also slide resources at the end um, for different imagery. Like, did you want to put a little icon of a megaphone did you want to put there's um also a portion for you to upload imagery into like a cell phone it just makes a very clean presentation and front-facing um example of the work that you're trying to communicate
0: i like it would you happen to know off the top of your head what pricing looks like for our listeners or no
1: absolutely free of charge get
0: out Okay. Everybody,
1: free of charge.
0: Go absolutely
1: free of charge. I'm telling you, it is the best resource that I have come across. Now, one thing I will tell you, it does still require uh, some level of creativity on your part. But when I tell you everything is already at your fingertips, you just have to manipulate it and move it around. Um, I prefer um, using the software in Google Slides because of my accessibility to be able to change things on my phone or on my computer or if I'm somewhere else on the fly and it happens instantly. Uh, But the templates, like I said, depending on which platform you choose to download it into, Canva, uh, Slides or Microsoft PowerPoint. It's the user interface is beautiful.
0: Beautiful. Everybody go check out Slide Carnival period put it on your to-do list. Yes. Bianca, what is your question for me?
1: My question for you. um, And you guys, I just want to verify. I'm sorry. It's Slides Carnival. So with an S. Slides with an S carnival.com. Perfect. Uh, My question for you. It's deep water. Are you ready for it? (laughs)
0: <laughs> Bianca, I am never ready for anything you throw my way. I just, I just, you know, just dive in head first.
1: Um. Yes, while I am a speaker and I enjoy what I do and doing all of these things, uh, what what ways do you keep yourself motivated in what seems to be uh, drier seasons or times when uh, you know you have a great pitch and a great product and a great uh, presentation style, but there does not also seem to be the patron for it at the moment. Like, how do you stay motivated in those seasons?
0: Oh, that's a great question. So how do I stay motivated when you've got a great pitch, but seems like nobody's picking up what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. I shift focus. So I shift focus, as you indicated, I also own a publishing company. Mm-hmm. So I'll start pouring my energy into something else. So it's either pouring my energy into my authors and then so you can, you can, now you have an insider scoop.
1: Mm-hmm. If you start
0: getting a flurry of emails from me, <laughs> that must mean Bridget has shifted her focus. Okay. We of course, regularly email our authors and stay in touch with them to see what's going on with them. But if all of a sudden you start getting a bunch of messages or a mm-hmm. bunch of content from me, I've probably shifted my focus. I also will start to move into up leveling, if you will, and start looking for professional development opportunities. Mm. Because if there's a downtime, I'm going to take advantage of that rare downtime yeah. to improve. So when an opportunity does come my way, and I actually had someone who reached out to me a few weeks ago where I presented for that group back in 2017, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions on the call was, How have you evolved since that 2017 presentation? Now, that question, I don't think I've ever been asked before Mm. as I'm speaking with a prospect. But I said, (laughs) How much time do you have? (laughs) I love it. (laughs) During those drier seasons, I'm also developing myself. Mm
1: -hmm. And then
0: I'm also looking at my message and assessing is this really what I am about? Am mm-hmm. I really in love with this? How can I refine it? How can I reshape it? So that's that's what I do is I try not to dwell on whether opportunities are coming in or not. I start looking for opportunities. I shift my focus, I grow, and then I try to pour into other people.
1: Yes, I love that. Like to the, like with it being the power of the pivot again, not just in a presentation, but in life in general. I love that. Yeah. So encouraging.
0: Oh. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And, you know, I'll have to tell you more off camera.
1: Ah, yes. Call me. (laughs) Call (laughs) me.
0: Yes, I've got the digits. Oh, my goodness, Bianca. I absolutely love, love, love when we get a chance to get together. Everybody, I need you to check out Bianca Chandler by visiting biancachandler.com. Make sure you grab a copy of both of her books. 70 Days, 70 Ways, as well as give me that second one. It's
1: easy. It's simple, not easy. Okay. I was like, it's either,
0: it's one or the other. It's simple, not easy. That title alone should intrigue you. Gorgeous, gorgeous books. So visit BiancaChandler.com. Make sure you pick up a couple of copies of her books. And I say a couple of copies because you will want to give away one as a, fr- uh, a one as a gift. Yes. Additionally, make sure you visit her site so you can get a discovery call for her coaching program. She offers all kinds of services. Her coaching is top-notch. Visit her website biancachandler.com and make sure you connect with her on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Just look for the lovely Bianca Chandler. Aww. Bianca what else do listeners need to know to make sure they're always owning the microphone?
1: What else do listeners need to know to make sure you're always owning the microphone? Um, I think, um, remember what ownership means. It was the confidence to make a decision that I'm going to make this moment mine. Uh, Ownership is responsibility. It's accountability. It's a moment though too, of just being proud, proud of where you stand and who you are. Uh, So how to own the microphone, just be proud of you, making the decision to stand before other people and share your thoughts, your ideas, and uh, truly whatever information that you have to bring is a larger decision than what a lot of people will ever make. Uh, We are the few, the proud, the brave, the speakers. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So you have to just own the microphone and the moments that are put before you, um, make each one count and you will never regret it.
0: Love it. You are absolutely phenomenal. Bianca Chandler, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so honored. You have no idea. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: (laughs) And thank you to the listeners for tuning in. I am Bridget McGowan. Until next time, make sure you always own the microphone.